the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. One of the perks of being a talk show host is you get to talk to a lot of interesting people. And one of the perks that I try to take advantage of here at 98.9, the answer is to introduce you to people who can help improve your life and also bring you truth and speak to you in real terms. Uh, That's one of the reasons why it's my pleasure to welcome to the show Matt Bars. Matt is a gentleman who you've heard me kind of talk about, uh, not really him, but about the program that he has made possible and that is MyNicotineTest.com. And so we're glad to have Matt on, and we want to talk about MyNicotineTest.com and tell you a little bit more about it and how he made it a heart matter in his life to help people quit smoking. So, Matt, thanks so much for your time today. Bruce, thank you for having me. So you've got a long uh, and impressive resume here, and uh, you're you. on the faculty of St. George's School of Medicine, Department of Psychiatry. But I want to go back to 9-11, and when I talk about MyNicotineTest.com, the message that resonated with me right away was what a difference you guys made with New York City firefighters, and I think that's a day that's seared into everybody's memory. So take me back to that day and how your program came about, or were you in the midst of it at that point in time, and then just decided that the New York City, the FDNY, made a great place for you guys to prove what you have since well proven? Yeah, great question, Bruce. So, um, I had been in the field for uh, quite a, a while, and I was friends with the chief medical officer of FDNY. Um, FDNY, uh, of course, lost 343 uh, members that day. And I got a call from uh, the chief medical officer literally hours after the first collapse. Uh, we had 2 million tons of buildings vaporized pulverized in about 10 seconds, creating tremendous fires and a smoky environment. And uh, we knew, the medical department knew that, uh, while we couldn't do anything, obviously, about that exposure, we could help those members who were smokers quit. And I was brought on literally that day. And fortunately, uh, in the last 20 years, we've been able to attain a quit rate of 70% biochemically confirmed independently. And we created my nicotine test to bring that level of success to smokers throughout the United States. You know, Matt, I'm, I don't know how, what your age is, but I'm of an era where I remember the Marlboro Man. I remember how smoking sure. was romanticized. I mean, I'm, I'm a guy who kind of I'm, I'm a geek for old magazines, and it's not uncommon sure. to go to the state fair and find an old magazine with an athlete, you know, endorsing yeah. smoking as if it was healthy. But yeah. we've since come to so much greater clarity on it about how damaging it is for the individual, how damaging it is for Mm -hmm. the people around the individual. And I guess my question would be, like, since we're so far out from when we became aware of the dangers of smoking and the connection to lung cancer and all the other things that it 
brings about is like, why are we still struggling with this now, given the fact that people generally retreat from things that are bad for them? Well, um, I was a Marlboro smoker uh, before I quit as well. And the simple answer is nicotine is an extremely addictive substance. And when you smoke a drug, it is the fastest and most powerful way to get the drug into the drug nicotine into your brain. You take a puff and seven seconds, boom, the nicotine is exploding your brain, uh, uh, relating to a little John Madden there with the boom. Mm -hmm. And it makes and keeps us addicted. So while there are effective medications to help people stop, the problem is that up until recently, everybody has been treated the same. And nobody wants to be treated like everybody else. We have smokers who smoke 60 cigarettes a day. We have smokers who smoke 10 cigarettes a day. So what we do is we measure the amount of nicotine in their system, and then we customize. The medical term is titrate. We customize their medications. Some people um, want to quit with their e-cigarettes uh, as opposed to an FDA medication, and we'll work with that. But what we want to do is make sure that we know how much nicotine they have in their system, measure their progress so we can make effective changes, this is the kind of thing that our test does and our counselors do to ensure the highest degree of success. This makes so much sense to me. We're talking with Matt Bars, and Matt is a guy who I think it'd be very difficult for any of you to find anybody who has been more in on uh, innovation and treatment for helping you quit smoking. And the great thing is that MyNicotineTest.com also helps those who vape and those who chew tobacco. I mean, go back to the mid-90s. Matt was there as a consultant in the federal class action lawsuit on tobacco litigation. So you've been here at every step of the way. Uh, how how yeah. does it work? I know the, the test strips react with your body fluids. And is it different for those who vape, those who chew tobacco, those who smoke? Um, everybody is a little bit different. I just spoke with a uh, patient who was vaping a very large uh, device. And uh, while when he was a cigarette smoker, he said at most he would smoke 30 cigarettes a day. Most of the time it was 20. Well, we did some quick calculations. We tested him, and he was getting the equivalent, if you can believe it, of more than five packs, more than 100 cigarettes a day. You know, one of the things I heard in the early stages of the pandemic, there was this mysterious death here in central Ohio of a young woman who uh, she and her boyfriend both got COVID, boyfriend fine, she didn't make it, and they mm-hmm. pursued all her habits, all his habits. They were all the same. Their exposure was exactly the same. They found out she vaped, and he did not yeah. vape. And that's the thing. I think yeah. I think young kids, Matt, are really blind to the dangers of vaping because for a while, I mean, I remember just as little as three, four, five years ago, vaping was portrayed the way we talked about smoking being portrayed in the 50s as something cool, as something hip, as something less, you know, it's not even dangerous. Right, sort of like like cigarettes were portrayed back in the day. So we now know that uh, vaping is not safe. Um, there are many chemicals in vape, perhaps not as much as in combustible tobacco, but still a lot of them. Uh, a lot of the flavors, when they are heated, uh, produce a wide range of cancer-causing chemicals. The actual propellant, which is either ethylene or propylene glycol, when that is heated, you don't have to burn it, actually produces a group of cancer-causing chemicals called carbonyls. Uh, formaldehyde is probably the most common uh, of the carbonyls, and nobody should be inhaling that on a regular basis. 
Uh, it is a, a carcinogen. So we know that um, it is certainly not safe. Some of my colleagues believe it is safer. Um, until we have firm evidence saying that it is indeed safer, I always tell patients it's a little like the difference between uh, falling off a 20-story building versus a 15-story building. <laughs> You're still going to be a splat at the bottom. Yeah, no doubt. Matt Bars is our guest. Matt is with MyNicotineTest.com. You can go to the site. You can find out how this program has worked to help firefighters in New York. 70% quit rate, 10 years later, verified. You can also buy Bruce, a gift can card. I add something to you? Sure. Uh, I wanted to let um, uh, listeners know that we have a money-back guarantee. We will work with people until they succeed, and uh, we're, we feel so confident about it, we can offer that money-back guarantee. But I don't think there'll be any need for it. No, fantastic. And also, I, guess, I know you guys have a very uh, innovative way of incorporating smartphone and cloud technology into MyNicotineTest.com. Tell us about that. So the test is actually a biostrip or a, uh, an assay, which is run. Uh, a color change occurs. That color change, it's a reddish-pink color, depends on how much nicotine is actually in the tobacco user system. That We take a picture with the smartphone, and that goes up to the cloud, comes down, and we get an answer in literally the test is 15 minutes. We get an answer in three seconds. That is the basis of us understanding how addicted the person is, how much tobacco they have or nicotine in their system, and then customizing a treatment, obviously, with their input that works for them. Yeah, and I left out uh, to this point, but I think this is also an important part of it. There's so many gimmicks, but this is not gimmicks. This is FDA medications that you, yeah, this is science. You guys prescribe an FDA medication, and it's approved by the FDA, that, and, and these are, you know, there's seven of them, so... There's one that will work. You just have to get the right one. So that's what I love about this program, MyNicotineTest.com. Anything else, Matt, that you'd like to leave our listeners with as they consider uh, going to the site, MyNicotineTest.com, and if not for themselves, buying a gift card for someone who needs to quit smoking, vaping, or chewing tobacco? So, Bruce, over 70% of all smokers, tobacco users want to quit. Actually, if you ask them, if you quit without pain, without difficulty, that number goes up to 90%. And that's our goal. Not only, obviously, do we want people to stop, but we want them feeling normal, not missing it, not craving, not jonesing, not going through the tobacco withdrawal symptoms that keep them going back. And that's really our secret sauce. They can feel normal. They don't have to stop when we first see them. In fact, we usually don't want them to. 99% of the patients I see, we want them to wean down with our assistance so that they feel normal. So there's nothing to lose by reaching out. We're here to help, and I'm sure we can. Well, Matt, I'm a big fan of people who plug into other people's lives and help them live better lives. You're clearly doing that at MyNicotineTest.com. I thank you for making it available, using our station as a platform for it, and thank you for coming on the show today and shedding some more light on it. Bruce, thank you so much, and have a great new year. There you go. You too. Matt Bars of MyNicotineTest.com. So I do not find very many honest brokers uh, working for the Columbus Dispatch, uh, and I don't know this gentleman at all. I'd like to meet him, actually. His name is Theodore Decker. Theodore Decker writes uh, opinion pieces for the Dispatch from time to time, and his opinion pieces are 
the only ones that I've read in the dispatch that seem to have any connection to actual logic and reason and truth. Uh, He pens a piece, his latest piece, that calls out the hypocrisy of Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther. The headline is, Ginther fiddles while the violence burns through Columbus. I understand that Andrew Ginther is not directly responsible for the astronomical murder rate in the city. By the way, we're up to seven homicides already this month. You say, well, you know, hey, we only have seven a month for 12 months. That's going to be 100 homicides. It'll be half. And then will you be extolling Andrew Ginther's virtues? I suppose I will if that holds. But typically, in the winter cold months, not when homicides proliferate. Homicides proliferate when people are outside, when the daylight hours are longer. So I wouldn't get too caught up in viewing January, which, by the way, isn't over yet, as some kind of harbinger that Andrew Ginther has inspired confidence in his police force, and now they're doing a much better job of curbing homicides in the city of Columbus and making the capital city a safer place. But we shall see what we shall see when it comes to homicides in 2022. But Theodore Decker's piece in today's dispatch points out that it was way back in October of 2020, 15 months ago, that the city announced that it had hired some big safe communities initiative. And that money resulted in a report being given to the city, which wasn't announced for six months after it was given to the city. Hmm. Wonder why they waited. Well, finally... And he got off the golf course with his pal who helps him play like every afternoon at Scarlet and Gray out on the Ohio State campus. And they held a big press conference and they unveiled their group violence intervention strategy. Ah. Well, it didn't work too well. 204 homicides in 2021 after a record 176 in 2020. Also, the number we never report is 1,500 felony assaults. Uh, Theodore Decker writes, ask a cop to define a felony assault, they'll call it an unsuccessful homicide. In that context, look at those numbers again. Yeah, the felony assaults, that's a harbinger of a real issue coming up. So, I appreciate that Theodore Decker is revisiting this. I do not think Andrew Ginther will be moved by one editorial in the dispatch to actually inspire confidence in his police force, empower them to crack down to be more, uh, it's not that the cops are not vigilant. It's that the cops know that they do not have the support of the mayoral administration. And Elaine Bryant is, first and foremost, a political animal as Andrew Ginther's police chief. She's got one foot in the administrative realm and one foot in the police officer realm. She wouldn't be here if she didn't, impress and share a viewpoint like Andrew Ginther. So who do you think Elaine Bryant is going to side with if it comes down to pushing for policies that may alienate the mayoral administration with inner city voters in the city of Columbus? She's going to side with Andrew Ginther every single time. She's got a good gig. She wants to keep it. Does Andrew Ginther coming up with the police review oversight board, civilian police oversight review board, civilian, people who've never worn a badge, carried a gun, arrested anyone, does that inspire confidence among 
police officers to have a bunch of liberal leftists like Rich Nathan and people from the Kerwin Institute at Ohio State, law professors who spout CRT nonsense every second of the day. Does that inspire confidence among the cops? No, it does not. So Theodore Decker writes that Eric Legata of the Dispatch reached out to three contacts for the mayor last week and did not hear back from any of them prior to his deadline. And then finally, when they got called out on it, oh, they came up with a statement. Yes. Let's read the statement, shall we? This is from Safety Director Robert W. Clark. As we have cautioned from the start, this is not a quick-fix solution, rather a sustained effort over time. Director Clark is keenly focused on ensuring the success of the Group Violence Initiative. That requires building a strong foundation and ensuring we have the ability to capture and measure its results. Yeah, lots of punting there. Lots of punting the problem down the road. Build a strong foundation, not a quick fix, sustained effort. We need more time to study this. Meanwhile, the body bags pile up. So kudos to Theodore Decker for writing that. And I find it not coincidental, but predictive that also on Dispatch.com right now is a story about how Columbus City Schools has been chatting about bringing back school resource officers. Now, school resource officers essentially cops in schools. And, of course, the reason why you need cops in schools is because, like we had at Westland High School, a couple months ago, big fights break out. Guns are brought to schools. They've had 228 fights in the first semester of Columbus City Schools. 228. Also, 33 social media threats. How long is it going to be before one of those seven guns, one of those 33 social media threats, one of those 228 fights results in some student or teacher or both being shot to death in a Columbus City school. I think it's a matter of time. The sad reality of those numbers. Now, they used to have school resource officers, police in schools, until June of 2020. Hmm. Can anybody think what happened in June of 2020? Ah, yes. We were all reacting to George Floyd, Derek Chauvin, and the unrest, riots, law-breaking in Columbus and everywhere else. So... Typical Democratic knee-jerk reaction. We had riots downtown. We had officers pepper-spraying rioters who wouldn't get off the street when they were told to get off the street. Let's pull all the police out of the schools because the mere presence of a police uniform makes people feel unsafe. It aggravates people. Here's why students get upset when they see a school resource officer. Let me read you the comments from a woman named Janine Dunmire. I don't know Janine, but I don't need to know Janine to know that Janine is more the problem that Janine describes than what Janine describes the problem to be. How do I mean that? Janine says this. Well, first of all, she's a BLM advocate, and she said police presence increases the possibility of confrontation and anxiety, especially within youths. Really? He says, my gut feeling is once they get on the bus, they sort of step out of their communities where maybe they're being hassled by police. Now they're entering a space where they're being hassled by teachers and principals and guidance counselors. And that should be enough. 
So Janine's a mom ingraining in the kids under her influence that the cops are hassling them and that the teachers are hassling them. Maybe, Janine, if you'd teach different values, your kids wouldn't have that expectation. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.